Well, you'll never hear from him again. Thank God. What a day that's going to be. Amen. When our enemy will be destroyed. But for now, we got to fight him. I told little Gene back there, I said, I just want to name this, this message as a war on. <laughs> There's a fight taking place. I feel his presence already. We are fighting for the soul of this church, the soul of your children, the souls of everybody you love. Fighting for the soul of America. That we've taken God out, we've put everything else but God. We told, we told uh, Americans, Sigmund Floyd was one of these philosophers, I guess he was an atheist, that's what he was. Back in the 60s that we couldn't discipline our children because we'd warped their personality. Now we got them shooting everybody they can put their hands on. We got, they got them doing all kind of crimes. More, more children right now are, are stuck in jail than any before. When they should have been riding bikes and playing with dolls, now they're playing with guns. Now they want to kill their fathers and their mothers. They want to do everything evil. Because you know what? God is taking out. Man, I'm going to preach a little bit too. <laughs> 1963, we told God we didn't want him in our schools. We didn't need him. Then we adopt Sigmund Floyd's philosophy. There comes the Beatles. One year later, we had some of the biggest sex-driven pimps that I call them. They, 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 were, they were atheists. They pushed philosophies of, of, of meditation. And, and, and there was a worship of uh, Harry Krishnas and Buddha. They, 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 they brought in the sex craze of America. One year. It only took one year after God was kicked out, the Beatles came on the scene. Some of the most perverted, most ungodly men to ever walk on a stage in America was these Beatles. They hated God. They drove in the sex uh, generation where we would rebel against authority. Now we can have free sex and everything. People were getting VD and AIDS and everything else was coming on the pipe. Amen. Because we didn't need no limits anymore. Come on, somebody. We didn't need God anymore. We didn't need God saying, thus said the Lord anymore. We adopted the Beatles philosophy in Sigmund Floyd. Now we've got so many diseases, we don't know what to do with. You think God's angry? <laughs> we can't get a good politician anymore in, in, in an office. We've got, got God haters. Preachers are standing behind a pulpit begging for million dollar airplanes, and, and people are going to hell in a handbasket. The world is falling apart, and, and they're worried about it. They can ride in luxury to go preach, so say, preach. They're not preaching. There's a spiritual battle, there's a war going on. What about us? <laughs> Who's going to notice us in little Coda homes? <laughs> Who's going to notice if we can make a difference? The Bible said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of. The prayer of a righteous man availed much, the Bible says, in the book of James. We need to stand as a, as a body. First of all, starting in our own lives. The devil's a liar. And he's coming to kill and steal. I wish I didn't have to preach this, y'all. Seriously. Honestly, I wish I could say everything was great. I wish I could say that everything's going to be fine and, and God's going to be glorified in America and, and, and all the politicians are going to get saved. It ain't going to happen. The only way that can happen is revival. The only way that can happen is God moving through America. And it needs to start with the preachers. Come on, somebody. It needs to start with the churches that have said, we ain't going to mention sinning in the church no more. We're not going to talk about homosexuality anymore. We're just going to be all happy-go-lucky and, 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 and prophesy good things on ourselves. 
how wonderful we are and how, you know, come on, somebody, this, that's happening. It's happening. I heard one preacher that I'm going to name his name because it could get me mad if I say it. <laughs> He's up there. He says, I'm good. <laughs> you ought to see this deceiver. I'm good. I'm, I even said, I'm, he said, I'm getting younger. He's lying. <laughs> I'm wonderful. You should have heard him talk about how good he was. And yet people flock to throw money at these cats, man. These people are not even saved. I'm going I'm to be honest with you, praise God. I can't see a man of God doing that kind of stuff. I'm not his judge. I pray he gets right. I pray, listen, he gets that right before he gets to God because he's going to find out who is good when he's going to stand before him one day. Hallelujah. Somebody say, preach, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. James chapter 1, verse 13. We're going to start this morning. Lord, help us this morning. God, help us to present your word, Father God. And Lord, move, Father God, in this service this morning. I thank you. I had one little guy tell me one time, he said, you know, Lanny, you're not a long preacher. <laughs> you don't pray long. What, what do I got to say? <laughs> Lord, help me. That's all I can say. Lord, I need your help. <laughs> you know, I used to watch it through years, and, and, and it's kind of comically uh, when, when preachers get, oh, Lord, most holy, most righteous. And they have a list on how God already knows how he is anyhow, so why you got to tell him? <laughs> we know he's holy. We know he's right. Then they get off and, they, you know, using the King James uh, Version, and there's nothing wrong with that. Thou most holy, Lord thou God. You ever heard them? God? And then that's them if they want to do that. <laughs> I just think the Lord knows how I talk, and I'm going to tell him just straight out how, <laughs> what I need. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to know how to talk to the Lord. <laughs> You're not impressing God by your holy talk. Seriously. Listen, I've seen some, some stuff. Listen, I, comedian, man, I could, I could have laughed myself right out of the church. But you know, God is looking for hearts that's ready to receive, to live a holy and a just life. How many want to hear from the Lord this morning? Listen, I'm not preaching to you, just y'all. I'm preaching to me, okay? Seriously. Uh there's a war going on. Amen. We're at war right now. Your family's in danger. Your church is in danger. Your people in this country are in danger. Because we've gotten away from the holiness of God. We've gotten away from the righteousness of God. Listen, I'm going to preach sin until Jesus comes back if that's what he wants. Praise God. Because we need, starting here in Coda Homes, Louisiana, we need to know where we stand with God this morning. We need to know. If the gospel is the most important thing, listen, the only thing I put above this church, I'm going to be honest with you, is that lady right there. Because the Bible is very clear. You know, husbands love your wives as Christ left the church and gave. Listen, if I can't be an example to my family, if I don't know how to run my own house, there's, I have no business running the house of God. See, I have no business preaching if I can't do what's right in the eyes of God. Toward my own family, my own wife. So I'm going to be blunt with you, praise God. That's where it starts. It starts in the house. It starts in the home. Then it comes in the church. Amen? I remember years ago, a lot of people, when it was here, we used to blame Brother Mike because their children weren't living right. I said, come on, for real? Blame the preacher? Who spends more time with him than you? <laughs> Seriously. Who spends more time with their children than you? 
You take him to church for a couple of hours on Sunday and a couple of hours on Thursday night, and you expect the preacher to solve your problems? Now, I can't solve your problems. <laughs> I wish I could. I can't. I'm struggling to solve my own problems. <laughs> but I can tell you what the Word says. I can preach the gospel. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm not trying to make you mad this morning. Okay? Don't believe me. I, I, wish, I wish I could do like that preacher and just say everything is nice and everything is good. And I sure ain't getting younger. That ain't <laughs> I feel it every day. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Verse 13 says this. Let no one say when he is tempted, he's tempted of God. Now watch. First thing I want to talk about this morning is your battle with the devil. Okay? Uh, the war that you're facing with the devil. The number one thing the devil's going to use is temptation. All right? So in our hearts, we have to realize when we, when we get up in the morning, there's a battle taking place. You can't say, well, I'm going to sit out this battle this today. I'm, I'm not going to fight the devil for a week. Do you know what he's going to do with you? He'll kill you. Listen, Satan has no love for you. Satan has no desire for you to do right. He wants to kill you and destroy you. That's the bottom line. He comes to kill and steal and destroy. If you overlook the devil and say, the devil don't bother me at all. Well, you need to get saved. Because he only bothers Christians. God's people. Oh, but <laughs> that'll preach. <laughs> the, devil, the devil is not going to sleep. Because his main goal is to destroy you. So if you think you can sit back for a week and, say, and let the devil uh, not bother you so, say you're just deceived. The battle takes place from the time you pop your eyes up in the morning. When you get up in the morning, there's a battle taking place. There's a decision you have to make for God in your life. Amen? Man, I feel the presence of God. The war is at hand. You're in a battle. You're in a war for your, your eternal soul. The most important thing that we can do as Christians right now is stay in the battle. We can't, we can't close our eyes and say this, this is not real. It is real. Satan is real. God is real. The battle is real. It's more real than a natural battle that takes place across the world. I'm talking about the battle for mankind, the battle for you, the battle for the souls of your life, the battle for this church and all churches. Y'all? If God's people are not going to fight this battle, they're not going to get out there and put your weapons up and go out. Listen, i got to get up every day and i got to make decisions for my, for my family. And i got to make decisions, first of all, spiritually. My spiritual decisions have to come before the physical decisions. You know what I'm saying? Before I can provide for them uh, physically, I have to provide for them spiritually. And if I can't do that as a, as a preacher, as a, as a husband, as a father... Uh, then I'm failing God. Come on, somebody. I'm allowing Satan to come in and do his dirty work. And he's not going to sit back. He's going to do it. People that listen on the, on the Internet, they've been going to churches that the preacher don't bother. Preachers don't mess with them. As long as the funds are there, as long as they're comfortable. We're going to make people feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable in this church, you need to get out. I need to quit. And I'm not trying to pick on nobody. I love talking about the love of God. And I love talking about the mercy of God. And I love talking about the provisions of God. That's not what I'm talking about. 
But you don't come to church not to grow. You don't come to church not to, to learn, praise God. I got to deal with God every day. I got to make sure that my I feel him, praise God. I got to make sure that my heart is right with God. I got to battle that, that battle every day. And it's happening. It's happening. I'm noticing more and more. Hey, listen, the more and more I go with God, I find out it's getting, it's getting more intense. It's getting more, more, you know, combat with the devil. And it's going to happen. There's a war on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Boy, wouldn't it be nice when we stand in the glory and the war ain't going to be there anymore? We're going to be with Jesus. Everything's going to be right. That'll happen. That'll happen one day. You'll be at peace. You won't have to fight this battle anymore. Or you'll be behind Jesus. Amen. Everything's going to be good. And, and all right, no more bills, Chucky. No more having to go fight and sweat in the sun. No more having to hurt your body anymore. No more cancers and disease. And, you know, we can go on and on and on. All the things that the Satan is, is famous for won't be there anymore. But for now, between you and heaven, there's a devil. It don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says, but when he comes, we're going to be like him. I ain't like him yet. <laughs> Very far from it. But I'm walking that way, Ray. See, I can't let my wife walk for me. I got to walk for myself. We walk together. See? And we got to walk the same fate and the same road. Amen? But I thought about that. I was praying. I said, Lord, I can't take my children to heaven. I can take my wife to heaven. Boy, I wish I could, but I can't. I can't. They have to make a decision for, you, for, for themselves that they're going to serve God. And the battle is open. I'm telling you, there's an intense war going on. If you as a Christian, the best thing you can do today is to, is to press on and believe God and stand in prayer. Because that's where you're going to defeat him. Well, I just got to tell him my peace of my mind. No, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Listen, I've tried that already. I've gotten to the point where God, you, you know, you, not that you have to tell him what sin is, but there's times you've got to tell the devil. Bind him. Take authority over him. Don't let him steal what God has given you. Come on, Holy Ghost. Don't let him rob anymore from you. You can stand up and say, I am a child of God. I'm not just anybody. Praise God. I'm his child. He loves me, and he's given me authority over you, devil. Nothing by any means, the scripture says, shall harm you. That's what the Bible says. Nothing. Listen, you know, it's not that you're going to get bruised. It's not that you're going to get cut. It's not that you're going to have war wounds. You're going to have them. But you can win this. Amen? If you believe what the word says. And he says, Let, I just read a little part of that verse. I'm preaching more than I'm reading. I'll read. Let no one say when I'm tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does himself tempt him. God is not the tempter. Come on, somebody. God is not the tempter. Satan is the tempter. God, God don't tempt anybody with evil. God gives you the way of righteousness. Satan gives you the way of evil. And that's where the battle is split right there. You have to make that decision. Who am I going to obey God or I'm going to obey the devil? The Bible says, submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Do you understand what kind of power you have in your faith? Do you understand what kind of authority you have against the devil? See, Satan don't want you to know that this morning. He wouldn't like this message to get out more than a man. He wants to make you believe that he has the upper hand, and he doesn't. 
The only upper hand he has is what you give him. Come on, somebody. He knows when you're praying, things are happening. So he wants to shut you up. He don't want you to pray. He wants you to be full of doubt and, and full of doom and full of gloom. That's all he wants you to fill in your heart with. That's his lies. That's where he wins over the believer. But if you say in your heart, God is my God, and I'm going to trust him because he promises in his word, I can, I can defeat the devil. I, he's given me power, all the powers of the enemy, the scripture said, nothing by any means shall hurt me. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes I feel like I'm losing the battle, but I'm not. Because you're going to go through battle wounds. I mean, you're going to go through times when it's going to seem like you're all alone. And that's what God says. You'll sing, we sing that song. Draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. And I'll run after you. And that's some truth in that. That's a lot of truth. It's all true. If God, if you pray, God, draw me, Lord. Come on, somebody. Draw me, Lord. Draw me, Lord. I'll run after you. There's a battle between good and evil. There's a battle between righteousness and unrighteousness. Come on, somebody. Then there's a battle, and you're in between it, Chucky. <laughs> you, know you have to make some decisions where you're going to live in this battle. Are you going to give to the enemy? Or are you going to give to God? Are you going to surrender to the devil? Or are you going to surrender to God? We're tempted. It says in verse 14, but each one of us is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lusts. Listen, Satan don't want you not to sin. He wants you to sin. When you start to sin, this is sin. I'm going to draw away from it. Then comes the temptation. You ever try to stop doing something and, and the temptation got worse? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm going to get you. Listen, see, he knows what's in the passion of a man or a woman. He knows what's in the heart of a human being. He knows the desires of each one of us, praise God. Come on, somebody. He knows what makes you tick and what used to, what used to defeat you. So he's going to enhance that. I wish he wasn't true. I wish I could tell you the devil is a nice guy. He's not. He hates you. He's going to do everything he can to defeat you. But you have the power through the blood of Jesus. He hates that blood. Come on, somebody. He hates the blood. He hates the victory that Jesus conquered for him at Calvary. And what's good about it, the Lord gave you that authority through that blood to defeat him. The devil hates this message. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know. God has given you power over the powers of all the enemy. Turn with me to 1 Peter real quick. I'm not going to keep you too long. I'll tell you what, the other night I was preaching... <laughs> I almost didn't want to stop. <laughs> oh. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Believe me, God is a good God. And everything that is good is of God. Huh? Come on, I said everything that is good is of God. God wants to give you a good family. God wants to give you a good spiritual life. God wants to give you a good home. God wants to give you good children. God wants to give you a good husband. God wants to give you a good wife for those that are married. <laughs> and God wants to give you the things that matter and strengthen you. 
The devil wants to make you feel down, depressed, and destroyed. Let me, let, let me give you a little lesson on how, what, what's the voice of God. God will never tell you you can't make it. Because to tell you that it was, is to denounce his blood. And he'll never do that. All right? God will never tell you you're worthless. God will never tell you you have no hope. Come on, somebody. God will never tell you uh, you could never make it. That's the devil tells you that. Because when he does that, he keeps you away from faith. See, Satan don't want you to believe God. So he's going to make you feel so depressed, so destroyed, so defeated that you can't even pray. You feel it's useless to pray because things are going so bad. But that's the tools of the devil. That's the enemy. Years ago, I, I heard this, this little example, and it's so true. The devil's having a garage sale. Sure. He has all his favorite tools laid on the table. And he has unbelief. He has lust. He has hate. He has pride. He has all of them laid out. And he said, you, he, he was selling this stuff. And he said, you can buy any one of them if you want. But there's one I'm not selling. He says, I'm, that one on the end is called discouragement, hopelessness. You, if you can get somebody discouraged and feeling hopeless, he can take the rest. He'll defeat you and all the rest of them. Are you encouraged this morning in your faith? Listen, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm not asking for hands. Are you encouraged? I've, I've never been encouraged now than I've ever been in my whole life. Because I started to understand this is not about me. It's about God, about Jesus. It's about the strength of the Holy Ghost, the power of God. This church is not about me. I told someone that this morning. This is God's church. He's given us a place to worship. We should never take it for granted. He's given us prayer. We should never take it for granted. He's given us his word. We should never take it for granted. Because what if it wouldn't be there? Where would you be today if you wouldn't have a Bible? Come on, somebody. Where would you be if, if, if God would have came into your life and taught you what he's, his word says? <laughs> you said it. What if there'd be no prayer? What if there'd be no faith? What if you just be living your life like you see fit to live it? A lot of people are. Most definitely. I can never in my life thank God for what he did when he gave me his word. Because I wouldn't be married today. <laughs> I wouldn't have no children. Or I might have children for everything else but my wife. But that's because there would be no word there. The battle was won because me and her both got right. Then we let God come into our life. Now we're together 39 years. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> 39 years. Fixing it before then. Fixing it before. <laughs> anyway, we're together because of those, because of the word. Then we have some strife. Yeah, then we have arguments. Oh, yeah, amen. Praise God. A lot of times we never gave up because of our fear of God and our love for one another. Amen. See, we can have love for one another, but if we don't have the fear of God, it still wouldn't work. Seriously, I'm going to tell you right now. We, listen, I was talking on, on Isaac, their program on Brothers Just Searching about the love of God. I said, the problem we have with the love of God, we, 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 we confuse it with human love. Human love is it, good, 
But it's not the love of God. You know, human love only goes to a certain limit. You can love some people and hate some people. So that's human love. But God's love reaches out to all men. The Bible says that uh, he commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, he loved us. And he died for us. But human love says, I'll love you if you love me. I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. You know, that's human love. And I think that's what's happening in most churches. They think love, 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 love. It's all love, 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 love. And in one side, they're preaching the fear of God right out of the church. They're preaching the judgment of God right out of the church. They're preaching everything that God demands us to do. It's all love, 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 love. I don't think they know what love is. My Lord's love made a sacrifice. There was a sacrifice. I could tell my wife I love her all I want. But if I'm not going to serve her, then my love is useless. Mm. I can tell I love her. If I'm not willing to sacrifice for her, then it's just, it just words. But Jesus' love, there was a sacrifice. He gave his life for my sins. Amen? The last thing Satan wants to you, you to do is understand that sacrifice. That's, that's the key issue in the war that you're fighting right now. If we get to even halfway understand what the love of God is, we can live better lives. We can, we can overcome the devil. Because we know, okay? What did I say, Jim? First Peter? <laughs> First Peter 4.12, okay. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which we shall try you. You ever got to the point where you say, why is God allowing this all the time? I'm always tried. I'm always tested. I'm always having troubles. Don't think it's strange. Because there's something the devil wants from you. He wants to take your faith. Lord, we don't think about it. We take faith for granted. I'm telling you, we take the love of God for granted. We take the mercy of God for granted. We take all those things that God gives us for granted. We don't think much about it. But if you ever stop and think how important and how foundational those things are, Without the love of God, there's no salvation. Without the love of God, there's no mercy. Without the love of God, there's no victory. Without the the mercy of God, you'd be dead right now. You know, we we look at that like we we use those words in church. Oh, you got to have faith, brother. Oh, really? What what is faith? Well, it's just faith. You got to, you got, God loves you. Okay, well, what, what, what is the love of God? What, what, I mean, what does it do for me? Oh, he just loves you. My God. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you think that's going to make someone want to serve God? But somebody showed me what he did for me. <laughs> Show me the sacrifice for that mercy and that love. Then it'll, it'll start something. God, you know what? He took my place. <laughs> The thorns were my thorns. Those nails were my nails. Those, he, he was beating in my place. He died in my place. Should have been him nailed up there. It should have been me. Or you. My God, I feel my Lord Jesus. What a good God we serve. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing this this morning. Praise God. Peter said, I don't think it's strange that any, you know, concerning the fiery trials which should try you. You will be tried. 
You can bank on it. You will be tested. It's going to happen. It's not like Joe Osteen said, every day is a Friday. You know, I mean, when you work all week, you can get your paycheck. That's the best. <laughs> oh, Joel says it every day is a Friday. He's lying every day of Friday. <laughs> Sometimes it, bad things happen to good people. <laughs> it's just trial. It's a test. Oh, Lord. I don't like tests. I don't like them either. But it's testing what you believe in. Tries your faith. You know, you, 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 know, you drive them cars outside. You know how many t- tests those cars went in to before they let the public get them? Why did you screw the wheels on and the bolts and everything else? This, you can sell it. It's good. No, they have to be tested. The stress has to be, they have to take that car and they have to put it under stress and they have to put it in, 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 in where it can see if it works, if the wheels don't fall off. I'm going to tell you a funny story. <laughs> I know what, what <laughs> I bought me an old gremlin. Me and Jans was first married. Look, Chucky, that was about a bomb, bro. That was a lemon on top of a lemon. <laughs> and look, I thought it looked good. It had some mag wheels, bro. Look, it looked good. And I had a little car I had bought for $50. I'm not joking with you. A little Chevy 2, a little standing. That little thing would run like a clock, man. But it wasn't cool enough, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't hot enough. So I went traded in for that little, <laughs> went traded in for that gremlin. I mean, looks, bro, you, Listen. You couldn't see nobody behind you. You smoke out the whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole trap. One day, I'm driving down the road. I ain't lying. My wife will tell you the truth. The back wheel passed the car off. <laughs> I regret the day I ever, <laughs> I regret the day I ever bought that piece of junk. Well, you know, it was cool. You know, that back, back wheel. <laughs> You know, you, just because it looks good, it don't mean it is. Oh, yeah, but maybe I'd have made some money off of it. I remember a scripture in the Bible says, you don't lean on support on somebody got a, a twisted ankle or foot. What confidence does a man have with a missing toot? <laughs> listen, <laughs> well, listen, it's not easy. Listen, I would like it to be all good. See, Satan will paint a pretty picture. See, he'll never give you, he'll never tell you that I'll kill you. Right? That little car could have killed me. Lucky the whole rear ending. <laughs> but you know, there's things that we put our confidence in, we think it's right. You ever got to that point? Oh, I think this is God. Yeah, and you, and you listen to Chris, you're right, you're right. And you go, you go through your life, and you go, and all of a sudden, it's bombs right in your face. <laughs> oh, it feels good. It feels right. If you think, pray about it. Ask God, you, you know, if it's right, it's right. If it's not, it's not. He'll show you. But a lot of times it's not. Believe me, if it feels good to the flesh, it's not God. <laughs> you know, the Bible says the flesh warred against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. The two are contrary to each other. If it feels good to you, I would examine it, all right? I would find out something going on in your life, and, you, and it feels good, and if it, if it pleases the desires of the flesh, you can bank on it. It's not God. 
And I'm not saying God don't want you to have things that make you feel good. Don't get me wrong. Now. I'm not saying everything comes your way that's good as the devil. No, no. I'm saying that there's things we have to look at. I told a preacher a while back, I said, you know, you got to take your church and you got to compare it to God's word. It's not compared to what I say. Or what you, it's what the word says, right? Okay. Let me put my glasses back on. <laughs> I ain't going to be much longer. Though. And he says... Beloved, do not think it is a strange thing concerning the fire trials which should try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice to the intent that you are, you are the partakers of Christ's suffering. Oh, that's a word that we don't, we don't want to hear that we have to suffer with Christ. And I don't mean you have to be crucified, but your flesh needs to be crucified. Paul said it about crucifying your flesh. That, that, that's... That, that's not, listen, me and Janice, we try to take a little time of fasting every Sunday morning. But man, when, I, when I'm finished, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to talk about your fasting. But anyway, and you know what? Food looks good. <laughs> man, <laughs> sometimes I'm fasting, I'm going down the rocket smell, every cook joint in the place, man, everything. You know, no, they're cooking crawfish today. They're cooking uh, hamburgers and they're cooking uh, chicken and they're cooking you, you, something you never smelled before. <laughs> My flesh got a problem. <laughs> Listen, I remember one day I fasted, man. I, oh, man, it was about a couple of days. Oh, man. Well, when they opened the, when it was time, we'll get out of the way. <laughs> Put the spoon in the pot. Let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Stop telling on myself. Amen. All right. Turn with me to, let's see, uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm, I'm not going to be much longer. I just want to kind of lay a little groundwork. The war is on. Amen. The war is on. You're battling for your soul. Amen. Listen, I got some weak points. Ray, <laughs> Ray I got some weak points. <laughs> Listen, I try not to pass up boudin and cracklings. <laughs> I had a lady in Walmart the other, a while back when that corona stuff all started. And she would do it. And she, she's trying to hold herself back. I said, I wish she would have felt better. I looked at him and I said, I sure hope they don't have a boudin virus and a, a graton virus. Because <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> we, we're all cooked. <laughs> I said, I sure hope they don't have one. Oh, Lord, what are them Cajuns going to do? Amen. So I got saved, but I, I still got some Cajun desires. <laughs> all right. Boudinvars. <laughs> you ever heard of that? <laughs> and those are probably might come up. <laughs> you know what you All right. All right, I said Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. Oh, God is good. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these, these, these two are contrary to one another. What that means is that they can't agree. They'll never come in agreement. The flesh and the spirit will never come in agreement. It ain't going to happen. Listen, what is the flesh? Flesh is all your passion. They don't mean you, listen, I tell people that they think, 
when I say you, you can't obey the dictator, you can't have nice things, you can't have a nice home, you can't have a nice, that's not what, you can't have a good job. That's not what I'm talking about at all, at all. Those are the blessings of God. But when your flesh tells you to do something contrary to the word of God, then that's the flesh. The spirit will say, I had it happen. I told that story. I'm going to say it again because I wanted to borrow some money from my business one day. And God says, don't do it. And I disobeyed the Lord. And let me tell you, I had three weeks of the most miserable spirit I could ever have in my whole life. God, you telling, he said, you're telling people to believe me and you should go and borrow money. You ain't going to trust me. Thank God he forgave me. You know what? I've tried my best. I don't know as a business you got to borrow money sometimes. I'm not knocking borrowing money or nothing like that. I'm just saying that at that time, he didn't want it. He wanted me to believe him. And I can tell you, me and Sister Janice, we had a couple of weeks that was, it was bad. Just this week, God picked us all up. In one week. In one day. One day. I mean, I get checks in the mail. I just, you just cash this, three, $4,000. Just sign your name. You, you, you. Talk about tempting. You know, we have, we have what? Seriously. A shredding spirit. You know, listen, sometimes you get in a place where, where you need money. And sometimes, listen, I had one time when I was, I was believing God, and we needed $1,700 in a hurry. I'm not lying to you. We need $1,700 for our business. And it was slow. And we prayed. You can ask her. I got a check in the mail for $1,680. But God didn't give you $1,700. Yeah, he did. Because you know what? And it, and it was somebody, when I got operated on for my kidneys, I put a lot of money down. And I didn't know it was coming back right when I needed it. There it is. <laughs> I said, look at this. I was laughing. I was rejoicing. I said, man, look at God do. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> look at God do. Oh, I like it when it's like that. Didn't have to make a loan. Didn't have to borrow it. Didn't have to do nothing. God gave it to me. Hallelujah. God gave it to me. The flesh wouldn't want to go borrow the money, but see, when you try faith, Never lets you down. I'll tell you right. We got to the point where sometimes our business was low. When you don't have, hey, when, when, when it rains, no money. Sometimes we'll do, but when it, listen, God, <laughs> he'll let us go through that stuff. I remember one time me and Jan had piled up a bunch of money. We had done a lot of work and it was coming in and, and all of a sudden, you know what? We was getting comfortable. We had our money now, and maybe we don't have to pray as much, Chucky. Maybe we don't have to. Oh, no, we, we can live it good now. He yeah. don't do that because he wants to because of us. Don't put your confidence in money. Don't put your confidence in what, what you got. You put your confidence in the Lord. Yeah. And, 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 watch, and we do that, it goes right back up. I'm telling you, it takes a lot to run this dump truck business. I, I'm not joking with you. I'm talking about thousands of dollars a month, man. We have to pay for material. We, we, we like, 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 I'm just showing that this week. We had, in, in a, one day, $3,200. We cleared a thousand something. We had to buy all that material. We don't, we don't, we get, we do a job. We, we pay that material today. We, 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 we buy it. We put it aside. And God picked it up in, in, in a day and a half, not even a day and a half. 
uh, five hours, six hours maybe the most. And God is good. He's done it. I'm not testifying of something that he hasn't done. But you see the flesh, that same, <laughs> somebody sends what, a $4,000, $3,500 check? Just sign it, Lanny. <laughs> she got a tearing spirit. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you know, I'm glad. <laughs> I was telling Booker, I said, your mama, don't, when your mama says, slow down and slow down. <laughs> hey, we, mo- we never had to get in the soup kitchen yet. <laughs> but the flesh would want to sign that check, Delilah. But $3,500, you know what you could do with that? Oh, oh man, look. Oh, look. I wish you were saying one ten thousand. I'm going to buy me a brand new boat tomorrow. <laughs> flesh, flesh, flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shred it. Shred it. She, she tried it before I see it. <laughs> she don't even pray about it. <laughs> Spirit just tells us, Terry, third for Lenny gets third. <laughs> That's sad. I got some. I need some help. <laughs> flesh, flesh, flesh. All right. Where am I at? Oh. Okay, so I didn't finish reading it? No. Okay, does, where was that? I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 17. 17. Okay. The flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. That they do not do the things that you wish. Now, what I mean, and I'm reading the New King James. King James says it a little different. You're not going to get victory. You've got to follow one or the other. You know, Brother Mike, you said he's right. That's why you can't have two wives. Can't serve two masters. Got one wife. <laughs> so you can't have two. Listen. You're either going to serve God in the spirit or you're not going to serve him at all. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't have things. I'm not saying you can't have money. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Listen. A lot of people, they try to put into a preacher's mouth what he's not saying. God wants to bless you with finances. God wants to bless you with a good home, a good house, good co- that's, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I got a good wife, and she's lucky. <laughs> no. I got a better deal than she, she got. I, was t- I told her the other day, Jane, I'm about as rotten. And, uh, I try to put myself down because you know, it keeps you low, you know, humble. <laughs> Seriously, I, I got a better deal than her. She's a better person than me. I'll be honest with you. If I wouldn't be for the word of God in my wife, I'd be dead broke. Yeah. Dead broke. And when she says no, and she knows she handles the money, she knows. That's the principle of faith and, and flesh. Flesh says, go get it. Do it. Spirit says, hold back. See, we don't like when God talks because God holds us back. You ever stop and thought about the decision you made in the flesh and what it's costing you right now? Huh? Seriously. I would, listen, there's some things I think about, Lord, if I only did it God's way, where would I be? Where would I be today? Today, I'm going to serve the Lord with my wife and my. The Lord told me, he said, you take care of my house, do my, do my work, and take care of your wife. 
Okay, God. That, that seems simple, okay? But it's not sometimes because it struggles to deal with people and deal with situations in the church, deal with my family problems. This all comes up, but I got to obey God, okay? I feel a lot better when I'm on God's side, okay? And not on my side. Amen. One more verse? Okay, let me go ahead and read. I can't get into all this, this thing, but I'm, I'm going to read this in Romans chapter 8, verse. You don't have to turn there. Uh, let me read it to you. For to be carnally minded is dead. What does that mean? To be fleshly minded. Carnal mind means to see things according to the flesh. Uh, to, to be carnal minded is, to, uh, is to, to see things that please the flesh. The Bible says there's no, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What that means, Ray? It don't mean a gun or knife, but are spiritual. The battles that we're fighting right now are spiritual. What's going on in your life and my life and this church's life and the life in general of the nation is spiritual. It's not who's going to be president. I hate to bust some people's bottle. Bubba, I saw it happening. I saw it happen. We had put our confidence in a man. And I voted for Trump. I'll vote for him again if he'd run. But we had put our confidence in a man. I was talking to a lady one day, and I said, well, Trump don't know the Lord. She got mad at me. Man. She was, oh, yeah, but let me tell you. I said, I don't believe that what comes out of his mouth is not what Christian, how a Christian talks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. So I had to judge it by what I was hearing. I wish I would have been wrong. I wish to God. I believe he did some good things, but Trump is not God. Trump, Trump, Jesus is the Lord. Trump's not going to solve the problems of the church. The only one who can do that is the Holy Ghost, right? Amen? So I saw it happen, and now people got frustrated that Trump didn't win. I don't like to see him win, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I'm not going to stop. God is my Savior. Jesus is my Savior. He has promises in the book. I know what. I've been serving the Lord a long time, 30-something years. And I've never seen his promises forsaken. I voted for somebody 30-something years ago, and he's never let me down. Everything in this book. That he said he would do, he's done. When I didn't see it, it was my fault. It was because of unbelief. To be carnal minded is dead. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Well, we're looking for peace today, man. Listen, that's why we don't have peace. Everybody's, everybody's going about doing their own thing. They're, they're carnally minded. It's, 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 just, it's the supply for the flesh. Amen? Because a carnal mind is an enemy against God. Oh, that'll preach. <laughs> The fleshly mind, the desires of the flesh. It's an enemy of God, for it is not subject to the law of God. God has a law, all right? Like I said, there's still thus said the Lord. There's God saying something and man saying something else. You remember I said earlier when I said that we took God out? We didn't, want to, we didn't want God to tell us what to do. We let the Beatles come in and tell us. No, no, no. Out of the Beatles comes the Clintons. All of that comes Bill Clinton and Hillary and all that gang. They come from that movement. Look at the mess we got in with those people. Still paying for it, right? And it's not because you don't love them and you pray for them, but the spirit that was there at that time was bred into these people. Obama, even Trump. They all came out of that, that movement. They were all part of. That system, the rebels, the rebellion against God, this is not a fight. This is a battle against God. That's what it is. 
It's a battle against the holiness of God, the truths of God. That's what, what you see today. That's what it is. It's not a governmental problem. It's a spiritual problem. We, we took God out of school in, in 1963, the year I was born. Me and Janice both. 1973, well, we started killing our babies. <laughs> what? 1983, they took the Ten Commandments off the walls in the public school. Where are we at today? It's so debauchering, so corrupt. Now we call in a man, a woman, and a woman, a man. Now we, listen, what if I want to be a dog? Can I be a dog? <laughs> or a cat? Or a moose? <laughs> a cow? Don't give them any ideas. No, wait. <laughs> Watch, it's... When you don't know what you were born, you're telling God he's a liar and he made a mistake. Don't let a man wear a woman's garment as a, a woman wear it. The Bible says in the abomination, don't let a man lay with another man as he lay with a woman. It's an abomination. That ain't me saying that. That's God saying that. that he says he hates it. I'm telling you. We're in dark times in America. If we don't stop now, y'all, Seriously. It's coming. But you know where it starts? And I've been saying it for the last few weeks. It starts in the church. Where the church goes, that's how the world goes. You know who made a difference in the Roman empires when, 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 uh, when, when the Caesars were ruling? You know what shut it down? When the church started growing. And started mouthing. All they would do to kill the Christians, slaughter them. Some of the most evil things they've done to these believers. You wouldn't imagine. You go read Fox's Book of Martyrs. You ever get a chance to read it? What, what, in, in, in the Catholic Church, during the Inquisition, killed millions of Christians. Man, I think they registered about 80 million they killed because they would not bow to that horse. They wouldn't dare say to believe Jesus only. They had, if, if, if you hadn't been to the traditions of the church, and if the tradition contradicted the word of God, they would kill you. In other words, you, you, had to, you couldn't accept Jesus only. You had to have the holy church, which is not holy. It's a corrupt church. It's full of debauchery and, and, and blaspheming and idolatry. But yet they would kill you when you refused to bow to their philosophy. It's going on today all over the world. Look, look at the Muslims. I mean, some of the most murderous cutthroats. And yet we got our own president right now who want to legalize reading of the Quran in our public schools. Which tells you, if you have an infidel, which an infidel is an unbeliever. If you, 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 if you don't believe the Quran, the Quran teaches that we have the, have the right to kill you. Eliminate you. We're in bad shape. But today, we're in a war. Man. And I'm going to tell you where it starts. It starts in your own house. You're responsible, Ray. I'm responsible. Chucky has men, men of your house. You're responsible that the, the word of God is presented. Or you might say, well, I don't know it. They're going to learn it. It don't take much. Just take the Ten Commandments and you can learn a lot from that. And build that principle in, in your life, in your home, in your family. We could build it in this church. And we could make it happen. Because, listen, we're not really interested in getting converts. We want Christians, okay? 
We can fill this church. All we got to do is say, oh, that's all right. You can do this. A little, little drinking here, a little smoking here, a little, little alcohol here, a little, a little fun with the, uh, the world here. Oh, we can fill this church up in, in, a, in a few months. Maybe not even that much. Because everybody wants God without no, no, no conviction. Everybody wants God with no principles. Everyone wants God, wants God without no holiness. I wish you, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. We're in a war, okay? There's a war on for your very soul. Now, let's get personal. Your very soul is being debated right now between the Holy Ghost and the devil. Oh, no, I don't believe that. You can believe what you want. The devil's already dictated your defeat. That's why he don't want you to pray. That's why he don't want you in church. That's why he don't want you reading the word. That's why he don't want you seeking God. You know what? Because if he can do that, he's got you. You can forget about it. He's got you. Let's stand up, praise God. Listen, I'm not trying to discourage you this morning. Please don't think that. I know what's going to take for me and you both. We need like a little old album. I pray for him, man. I need to pray for him. Uh, he, for years, he's been playing with God. And I'm not trying to belittle him or belittle him. And I, and, I, and I started telling Alvin, you need to get serious with God. And you start doing what's right. And he stayed a little while he left today because he got mad at me. I didn't holler at him. Seriously, I didn't. I care about his soul, man. I care about, his, I kept, I get, I care about where he's going to end up. Would it help me to lie to him? I mean, seriously, till he sees, and I just out with a lot of people, I mean, not because I was talking to him this morning, but a lot of people. You're responsible for what you do with God. Seriously. I can't make you read your Bible, pray, come to church. I can't. I'm going to be here. I'm in my mind. I want to be here to help this ministry out. It's just, that's just me, okay? Whoever comes, I'm going to be preaching, all right? But I want God to, I've been praying, God do a work in people's lives. I mean, I love this place, man. I, I, I was brought up here as, as a Christian. I know what, what came in here and what went out. Praise God. I, I've been here long enough to know. And the last thing I, don't, I would ever want to see, that it, it wouldn't be here. This church means a lot to God. You mean a lot to the Lord. And he wants you to have victory. Now, the only way you can do that, I, I, told, I told some boogie that was talking about that. I can't go in your heart and turn your, turn your knob. I, 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 don't have that. I'm not, I don't have that power to do that. That's, I'm not God. I can't make you do right, Ray. Or you, Chuck, or anybody in here. I'm here to help. I'm, st I'm still... Adjusting my now, praise God. <laughs> hey, if you think I'm perfect, follow me around for one day. You're going to find out it ain't true. <laughs> I get upset. I get grouchy. I'm joking. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get mean sometimes. Don't hit my wife. I don't cuss her or nothing. But I, I tell you what, I get frustrated. I get... Uh, well, hey, but you know what? I mean, Janice, sometimes binding the devil out of me, praise God. <laughs> Lord, deal with that knucklehead. <laughs> I just want to ask you today to make a commitment to the things of the Spirit. What's more important? Who's going to win the Super Bowl or who, when Jesus is coming back? <laughs> My Lord, <laughs> it's soon. I heard a little preacher last night. I've been saying that, praise God, seriously. I, don't, I think I heard his voice about... But eight months ago, I was sitting in church, and 
I was thinking about dying. When I died, you kind of gave me a plot of ground to bury myself. And Obama was beautiful, man. <laughs> Lord said, son, don't think about death. Think about life. I got a long life left. But he says, I'm coming in your lifetime. Now, I, I'm not telling you. I, I can tell you what I heard loud. I, I still wrestle whether it's God or not. It could be tomorrow. But since that happened, I've seen the nation, I've seen the world go deeper and deeper into darkness. What are you going to call evil good and good evil? Is, are you my wife's there? I'll tell you, I've never seen it bad like that. Chucky, seriously, Ray, I've never seen. I've never seen people that deplorable and that debauchery going on in this. Listen, no, 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 no cry for righteousness. Not even in the pulpits. No cry for holiness. No cry to see God. We almost got to the point in the church that we sing what the devil says. Do what you want. You're saved. You can have fun. Life's, life's every day is a Friday. Somebody ought to take that boy with a stick somewhere and... <laughs> Man, you know what you're doing? You know what you're doing? You know the lie you're presenting and deceiving people with? Destroying their soul? I want you to leave here. Remember, you're in a war. Well, I wish I could send you off with a, glory, uh, a glaze of glory and say, everything's okay. <laughs> the war's over. <laughs> Till Jesus comes back, buddy, it's, it's, it's going to be a war. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. You're going to see things you never saw before. I know I've been in this church a long time, serving God for 30, and I've never, ever seen it bad like it is right now. And it just don't seem nobody's turning it around. There's, there's no hope on the horizon. The only hope is Jesus. But I mean, the nation, the world seems to be sinking deeper and deeper and lower and lower. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be. As it was in the days of Noah. Listen, it was bad. When God regrets creating something, he said, I, I regret. I repented myself. That's what it meant. That even created man. And that was bad. God destroyed this whole, everything other than Noah and his family. Every living thing that breathed in his nostrils died because man had corrupted himself so bad. I wonder if they had transgendered people back then, homosexuals back then. Oh, I bet it was. Oh, when God's going to turn the stomach of God, you better get out of the way. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Today, Father, thank you for this morning, Father. I pray that the Holy Ghost goes with us and give us victory over all that's coming. That we can find hope and strength in the Holy Ghost. Father, by myself or by ourselves, we're nothing, Lord. God, without the Spirit of God, this is useless. We need your Holy Ghost to strengthen us. We need the Helper, as Jesus had promised in Jesus' name, Father, I just pray that you'd bless everyone here. And as we get ready in this service, Father, that we'd understand we're in a battle, we're in a war. Give us the strength to fight this war. And we thank and praise and honor you. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay.